everybody. Welcome to Financial Fireside Chats. I'm your co-host, Trevor, joined by the Mountain Man Money Manager, Blaine. That's, I think we should get new titles every episode. <laughs> I, we can't because that's, I've only been able to think of two okay. in two weeks. Um, I was thinking today, I was like, okay, now do, do I need to have alliteration? Does it need to be Mountain Man Money Manager? But last week you were off-grid... You were everybody's favorite off-grid financial advisor. That's very, very specific memory. <laughs> how how is it going, man? How are the twins? Vaccine day. Um, so what? we were. Hey. It was it was Friday. Okay. We're we're still dealing with the the ripple effects, but we're we're excited because it was their second month birthday, which technically it's not a birthday, but it's we still celebrate it, and. And so we're all excited for the second month, and then we went in to get vaccines. And and I'm going to guess they, they did not enjoy the experience. Oh, Kelly didn't enjoy it either. Um, it was it was pretty rough because they took three shots and one, like, mouth syrup. That was mm-hmm. five vaccines total. And it was fine. They cried, obviously, for, you know, when it happened, but it was fine for, like, three hours. And then it wasn't. And so it was just, it was probably like five or six hours of just the the one, you know, my son was normally, he's very, very fussy. If, if something's not perfect, he'll tell you. And he took it like a champ. And my daughter, who <laughs> took is, is normally a champ, did not take it like a champ. And so... Um, that was, that was rough, but I think we're on the back nine of it. Um, in what way? She just had a fever or what was going on? No fevers, but just, she normally never cries. Like it really lets us like know how lucky we are with the kids we have. They're, they're so well behaved and they're just like, how how old are they now? Two months and two days. Okay. Eight weeks. And was one of them the Tdap? Yes. That that one hurts like a bitch. I just had to get that. Oh, sorry, language. Um, I had to get that to go back to school. I'm going back to school, and um, it hurt for like three days. My did arm they, was sore. Did they put in your thigh or your arm? My arm, but um, thighs for kids, I guess. I'm assuming, but yeah, yeah it, it hurt quite a bit. I wondered how you had firsthand knowledge of of an, a baby vaccine. So. <laughs> Well, you're supposed to get, I guess you're supposed to get them every 10 years because of all the rusty nails I deal with on a day-to-day basis. At teaching? Yeah, exactly. Good. But anyway, I had to get one. I, I really didn't want to, but I'm like, no, I can't because then they're going to be like, why don't you want to get it? I'm like, no, I just don't want to get it. You know, <laughs> there's no, st- I'm not yeah. making any statement. I just, I, <laughs> I'm not going to get tetanus, you know? <laughs> I, I did for a minute think about asking the nurse if who was giving the injections if they could include the coronavirus vaccine i'm sure they would have thought that I, was hilarious i and then i didn't want her to think i was serious right. and so i didn't i didn't ask it's best not to joke about that kind of stuff speaking speaking man speaking of which olivia was um she she's shipping a lot of stuff for her business right now so she uh went to fedex and there's a lady and they're all wrapped up and masked up and she was showing because they all know her because she's there so much she was showing the girl the cashier girl a picture of harper and laughing because it was a funny picture you know yeah and the, 
the lady behind her goes, are you making a coronavirus joke? <laughs> and Olivia goes, no, I'm, I'm not making a joke. She goes, listen to the balls on this lady. She goes, then why are you laughing? What? Yeah, and Olivia was just so caught off guard that she explained. I was like, it's none of her business, but she was like, um, oh, I was just showing her a funny picture of my daughter, and it made us laugh. So nobody's allowed to laugh right now. Seriously. That's good. So crazy. Okay, I need to get something off my chest right off the bat. All right. Okay, so I, I wasn't going to jump into this this quickly, but I had two ideas last week. If you remember, I had USO, United States Oil Fund. Correct. Which um, my thesis for that was oil can't get any cheaper, which... I had a rough week. Is a classic, classic value trap. I caught a falling, a falling knife or whatever the phrase is. Yep. And my other idea was, my gut was telling me something's going on with Ren, Remdesivir. Yeah, this is true. And a day after I said that, their clinical trial wrapped up and said it basically cures coronavirus. And I think it went up like thirty percent or twenty percent or something over the course of the week. But <clears throat> got to go with your gut, man. I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, I didn't. I didn't have Gilead, if that's how you pronounce it, as your pick. No, had, it wasn't. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I, yeah. I, 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 I didn't know if you had two picks. And I went. I went with the USO. Okay. I'm. I'm kicking myself. I'm sorry um, about that. I think I might have lost twenty dollars, and it's going to keep me up all night. Is that the wager? No, no, just because I bought. I bought some. Oh, okay. I'm I'm going to try I'm going to try to buy whatever I pick, unless I'm just not feeling that. Unless that I just have to force myself to find something. So let's just get into coronavirus then. Um, All right, let's do it. So so the theme of I guess the news last week and and the end, the later part of the week and this weekend was the the reopening process, and so I'm. I'm a big fan of analogies, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna give one right now, and probably five more before the end of the hour. Not, um, not only are you a big fan, I consider you a connoisseur. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. So, um, reopening, right? There's there's we got two dogs in the fight. We have the economy. We want the economy to get back going. It's an election year. Business needs help. Restaurants need people. All that good stuff. Um, the other fight is is medical. Obviously, we don't want a second wave. Um, my my worry. So I I'm a obviously big History Channel fan, and um, back in my it must have been ten years ago, but I, I watched a documentary on the Titanic, and they were they were doing this study about. Is go that ahead. the one with Leonardo DiCaprio? No, no, that another good documentary. Uh, Got it. <laughs> But not, not that one. I don't know if anybody knows the people on the one I watched, but History Channel. Um, so they did an analysis, of course, of what made it actually sink. And what happened was, is it was, you know, dark or I don't know what time it was, but they couldn't see. They saw the iceberg. It was too late. They're gonna hit it. And so the captain took a hard left with the boat. And what happened is the boat 
had the iceberg scrape along the whole length of its side, which ruptured every different ballast tank that the ship had, all of them. Where they were saying if the captain would have hit this thing head on, it would have ruptured maybe the first two or three. And it would have been wounded, but it wouldn't have ruptured every single compartment of the hull. And that reminded me of reopening the economy. And right now, I... Is reopening the economy slamming into the iceberg or trying to avoid it? Slamming into the iceberg. Oh, no, no, no. Reopening the economy is turning to avoid the iceberg. It's You're trying to do two things at once. And I think the lockdown was the equivalent of, of ramming into the iceberg and containing the damage. And the turn that we're making now to open up the economy so quickly is now could very possibly start a second wave or, or, you know, maybe not be as obviously hopefully as bad as the first one. But, but that's, that's my, that's my worry. And I think it's a worry. Cause worry. Well, there's, there's serious protests going on about wanting to reopen it up sooner. Um, and that's interesting. I think I don't think those are the two. What did you call them? Dogs in the fight. I yeah. I don't know. Okay, no, those are the two dogs in the fight. I think there's a third dog in the fight, and so one dog is the health crisis, one dog is the financial crisis, the third dog is the portrayal of the health crisis on oh. the news or whatever, because technically. This year, more people have died of the flu. So the actual health crisis isn't the issue here. It's the perception of the health crisis, the fear that it could triple or quadruple or whatever. So it, it, so I agree. I don't think it changes the argument at all. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> because if we reopen the economy tomorrow, and there, we, instead of having a thousand deaths a day or whatever, whatever we're at, it, it goes up to fifteen hundred that would be portrayed as the plague, which would, yeah. which would have a serious effect on the economy. So I think you're right, but I don't, I don't actually, uh, this is such an unpopular opinion, but I'm just not really that worried about it anymore. I was at first, I was an early adopter of being terrified. Yeah. It, uh, do you think it's going to come back? Yeah. There, there's no way for it not to actually because it's in the population so there's no way to eradicate it at this point okay and so now but but let's say everybody gets immune to it eventually but that's the thing about coronaviruses is you t- antibodies for coronaviruses typically don't last that long that's why people don't develop immunity against the common cold which is a coronavirus so if i get sick if i get sick and recover i'm good for like a month maybe or longer it just depends on the virus. It could be a year. It could be a month. It could be none. But it's like, it, it, I don't think anybody really knows right now because it hasn't been yeah. long enough. But but um, it'd be nice if it was, you know, a couple of years. But I, I don't know. I don't know enough about that. So then, so I, I also read an article about the Spanish flu, which started in 1918 or 1919 or 1920. I'm not sure. But there, there's something funny going on with that date because Trump keeps saying 1917. And he's been called out for saying 1917. And I think the because of the movie. What's that? Because of the movie. What movie? There's a movie called 1917. 
Oh, no, I don't know. I, I think, well, because it actually did start in 1917. That's what's interesting. But we refer to it as starting in 1918 because because that's when the actual Spanish flu started. But the virus that causes the Spanish flu actually started in Kansas in 1917. That's what I read at a military base and and then it <laughs> yeah. and at world war one i'll take you hold it uh, down a whole other rabbit hole if you're not careful but yes yeah and so so basically that the, the movement of troops spread this and the first wave of the spanish flu was pretty bad or no, was not pretty bad it was you got the fever for a couple of days you got over it then it mutated and the second wave was really bad and like symptoms within 24 hours and you were dead another 24 hours later. And so it, it was really bad and it stayed around for a couple of years. And I think it was 25 million or 50 million people died. Like it was really bad. And yeah, those, those are numbers to get freaked out about and shut it down an economy over for sure. Yeah. And my only, my only thing with, with the comparison of the flu versus coronavirus is is the frequent i mean we how what are the range of deaths that happen for the the flu like what months to months do you know yeah i should know Jeez louise i think it's november to april or something i don't know because i think we're getting close now to the same number of deaths but it's been in one month and and so it's just an overwhelming surge on, on, I, our, on our hospitals I, I, I take issue with that i here's the deal we there is so much travel between China and the U.S. So much. The, the reason why we started recording deaths and cases in late January or late February, whenever it was, is because that's when we started testing. I don't think that has any indication over when the virus started here. Really? I wouldn't be surprised if hundreds of thousands of people had it in November in the U.S. Wow. And it's funny when you look at the number of cases escalating. Well, yeah, you do 100,000 more tests every day. The numbers start to go yeah. up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I don't think that it started here in March. And I think there's a lot of people who would agree with that. Um, I mean, especially considering how quickly it spreads. Yeah. How did How did we keep it in China from November to March? Yeah. If it spreads and we're doing, you know, tons of international flights every day so have you heard about the antibody test they're doing in new york i just know that they're getting ready to do a lot of it what yeah are your thoughts on that well it's just a different basically what from my understanding is that's going to figure out who's had it i think i think that's a really good thing i think it's kind of like a tighter test for vaccines like what's that it's like if you don't want to get another vaccine because you already had one or because, say, you had chickenpox, so you don't want to get the chickenpox vaccine. Oh, because you're already good with it. Right. You can go get a test to see if you have antibodies. The thing the thing is is that they don't really allow those anymore, and I imagine that will be the case with the antibody test, unless it's just a way to get people back to work. Yeah, like I, I would get a uh, like a badge that I could wear. <laughs> a yellow star. No. Um, uh, yeah, that I, that kind of stuff just weirds me out. Like, I I just, I don't, I'm just not ready to pay that price for something that is still technically not as bad as the flu. Like, just techni- objectively yeah, um, has killed fewer people than the flu did this year. But like you said, 
and we're just could keep going and it could be double the flu triple gary we're at 40 something thousand now yeah death there is some good news they did just um come out i don't know who it just said government labs whatever that means that uh heat sunlight and humidity does kill it rapidly i don't know well, what, good i don't know what level of heat or what percentage of humidity but all right. I, I, I'm sorry. I think it's heat and humidity limited spread and sunlight kills it. That's, so that's good enough. That's typical for a coronavirus, like the common cold. Why, why, why is humidity? Because so when we got kids, I was researching, of course, and they said to get a humidifier because up in the mountains here, like our normal humidity is like 10 or 15 percent. Mm-hmm. And so it's super dry. And so we got a humidifier now at like 40 percent if it runs all the time and i read that that's really good for not getting the flu and why is that so if you let's say you cough and so you you aerosolize droplets of saliva all over the air and they all have influenza virus in them if it's dry they'll they'll float there they could float there for hours so someone might sneeze on the corner of a sidewalk and then you walk by 30 minutes later. I mean, not outside. The wind would blow it away. But yeah, you walk by a minute later and you, you get exposed. Because it's the only moisture in the air. Right. But if it's humid, it bumps into other water droplets and it gets heavier and it falls to the ground. Okay. That was a very quick explanation. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> wow. It's actually crazy because they, they just recently figured that out. They they haven't known what causes seasonality of viruses until very recently, which is kind of crazy. Is it because it just gets humid and they fall to the ground? That is one of it. Uh, heat sensitivity is another. And then sunlight, UVC, is pretty toxic stuff. It can kill a lot of viruses. Wow. Yep. So in the winter when it's cloudy and fewer hours of sunlight and you're inside more. When it's dry, cold, and yep. dark, that's time to get sick yeah and i also wonder i i haven't read about this at all but it'd be an interesting hypothesis what role allergies play in this because viruses tend to go away in springtime allergies kind of rev up your immune system a little bit um i wonder if that has anything to do with it too but sunlight heat and humidity seem to be the big things all right well that's gonna come in um full season here in a little bit so i know we keep getting rain though it's crazy we did plant some of the first crops of the year by the way today what's that uh snow peas and carrots nice didn't even have snow it looks snowy up there when i drive it like there's there's patches but um we're uh i don't think there's any more coming and they're just seeds so they'll take a while anyways but man this must have been such a bad season for the ski resorts Oh, I can't imagine, man. I mean, the, the snow was nice, too. And that's a bummer. If I was the owner of one of those, I'd just be looking at all that powder like, what in the world? They call it white gold, and it's it's it was not this uh, year. Okay, I have two I have two topics. All right. The first one, you wanted to kind of talk about earnings a little bit, I think, right? Yes. What, what, do, you, what do you got for us? Earnings. So... We had 10% of companies in the S&P 500 release their earnings last week, and it was bad. 
And and the the important thing, there's two ways to look at earnings. Is one is what are people expecting, and that's what in theory the market is priced in. And then the other way is what is it compared to a previous cycle, previous time, previous quarter this year or last year. And so it was somewhat close to what analysts were expecting, which was a pretty wide shot anyways to begin with. So, But it was bad compared to the previous quarter of last year. And the... The the round number that I've read basically for last week is it was 32% drop. Um, now, that's 9% again of the S&P and the majority are coming out this week. Um, but it's fair to say that that's really bad. And it's it's worse than 2009, essentially, is mm-hmm. is what it... 2009, the, the worst quarter, I think, was 15% compared to the previous quarter. Well, man, I mean, I can't think of a better way to crash the economy. Just tell everybody to stay home. Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's going to be beneficiaries to this, obviously. Um, you know, everybody's excited about Netflix and Zoom and, and stuff like that. But, you know, the the large majority of things, that's not good. Um, and, and so you have this looming cliff that it looks like we're already going down. And the other thing that's making me scratch my head is... The mark where the market's at, and it's it's not going off a cliff by any means. And this is the third week of our bull market. Yeah, and <laughs> and so it's this weird thing that's going on. And and so the obvious um, difference right now is what the Fed's doing, and they're doing unprecedented amount of, I guess, bridge loans um, is really what they're doing. Is is you know providing, you know companies uh large cities counties states loans to get through this period um and another analogy is the fed kind of threw a hail mary pass with this latest round of things which by the way five times bigger than oh excuse me no what congress did was five times bigger than 2008 the bailout wow i mean that's it's massive, and people were royally upset about how big that was in 2008. No, that that was going to end the world, if I remember it was. correctly. It was, and well, the the financial crisis was going to end the world, and if they didn't do the big bailout, that was going to end the world too. But right. the size of the bailout was going to end the world, so the world did not end, obviously. But but yeah, this is five times bigger than that. Um, the Fed, additionally, doing what they're doing, the Congress and and the Fed threw a hail mary pass. And the ball is up in the air right now, and it the Wall Street obviously thinks it's going to be caught, um, and I hope it is. But with all the bad news and stuff going on, it's just really surprising to me that Wall Street is so forward-looking and and rational about they're, this. They're looking at like 2040 right now. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think the the good the good thing about before we got in this issue was the economy was doing great. We had full employment, you know, firing on all cylinders, so to say. I think, I forget who it was, it might have been Goldman Sachs or somebody else said um, the economy is recession-proof, like in January. Oh, man, which is, that should have been a short signal if I've ever seen one. I did read an article about four months ago. It was 
analysts can't figure out why Warren Buffett has so much in cash. Oh yeah. And like they're stumped. Although he that, took a be- he took a pretty nice beating as well, but Oh, I'm sure. He bought but, he bought like uh I can't remember if it was 26 or 46 million in Delta in like January or something. Oh. Which was a weird time to buy. It was pretty early in all of this. I don't know why, but anyway, who knows why. Don't yeah. This stuff. So so yeah, that's that's basically my my two cents. It's just it's just there's such a big disparity right now between between the confidence of the market and the data that's coming out about the economy. And the longer this so so the other thing too is that this these results things really hit the brakes about halfway through March. Uh, would you would you agree? Yeah, I think March like 18th was the low for a lot of different companies I was looking at. And so, yeah, I mean, well, as far as the, when do you think the shutdown took effect? If you had to pick a date for the whole country? Oh, boy, I don't I don't know. I think it was March. Oh, for sure. Yeah, sometime in March. And so so you figure that these core with with revenues down what they are and earnings down what they are. This is for maybe 30 percent of the quarter. The previous two months of that quarter were normal. Right. And so if, if we're now 19 days into this quarter, and if if we open up on May 1st, which we won't fully, um, you know, th- we're going to have another one of these quarters is what I'm getting at. And yeah. and there, you could argue that this quarter would be worse, even if it is over by May 1st. Because I filled up my gas tank for the first time in a month, and it was like... Forty dollars. Don't even bring up oil. It's a fresh wound. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, it was it was like two fifty. Some somehow it's still expensive here. It's like and we have taxes. Not, yeah, dollar in taxes. But I um so kind of piggybacking off that, I was looking at uh I I didn't fully invest in this idea. Maybe you can take it and and figure it out. You're smarter than me at this kind of stuff. Um, I was looking at all the recent collapses so 2008 2001 2000 or whatever whenever the dot-com one was and when how long the decline was so like the first day or first week where stuff kind of started to hit the fan to to the bottom and it looks like for most of them it's about seven months seven to eight yeah now you could find a different peak or a different low but it doesn't really seem associated. Like, for example, the 2000, you could technically go to like October 2001 to find the trough, but that that was from September 11th. That wasn't from exactly. the crash. So yeah. So it's really it's really like seven months. So that would put us in like August September. But now you could say this is a whole different animal. But at the same time, I mean, so was September 11th, and so was, you know, the financial crisis and all that stuff. But this particular crisis seems particularly well suited for crashing the economy. <laughs> well, yeah, it, everybody stay home, and if you don't, you're a monster, and your neighbors will kill you. You know. Yeah. And so the only so the the for like an apples to apples comparison, it's you don't obviously really have one because I mean the closest thing is September 11th, where that was a shock to the system, and it was quick, and, and the only. You know, thing about that comparison is we're already going on with some stuff with the the tech wreck and all that. And the um, difference there was, you know, Bush or whoever, uh, it's, I don't know who said it, but they were like, go out and shop. You know, that's how you can be a patriot. You know. Yeah. 
So it was, and, very, it was a very different type of situation. And this this reminds me a little bit of if if as far as a comparison to World War Two, and and that's it's not quite the same. And unfortunately, not unfortunately, but the markets did really well in World War Two, um, and and so not really well. But you, and that's obviously a different example. But the the thing with the war is that it started rather quickly, um, and you don't know who's going to win. Obviously, we, you know, we think we're going to win. We, as a country, banded together, um, you know, similar kind of situation. Not really, obviously, but it's kind of got the same outcome, and, and you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, and still, you know, there's a lot of government spending that, you know, propped up factories. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's really tough to compare this. And... And the other way I think about this too is this is almost like a man-made recession. Um, obviously, men Definitely. make every recession, but um, but this was a government-imposed recession, you know, due to health concerns. And yeah. so, you know, the spike in unemployment is I think going to quickly drop once once we go back, because um, you know how they're saying there's like six million people were unemployed this week. Um, you know, that is because of the quickness this happened when, now I think when people start back up, if, if we re-enter this economy quickly, I think you're also, you know, they probably won't report it on the news, but they'll probably have, you know, there was 6 million jobs created today, you know, <laughs> and it's like, well, um, those jobs were really just on pause until we could go back and buy things. But, um, yeah. so I don't, I don't know if this is something that is predictable. And I mean that in the sense, uh, <laughs> Obviously, it's unpredictable, but I I don't think it's possible to predict because it it isn't a health crisis purely. It's an economic health media crisis because what you know okay, th- this is you know a lot of people have died, so it's this is a very serious thing with the potential to be much more serious. But at the same time, why are we not hearing more about the two drugs that that cure it? Um, yeah, take, if taken soon enough. Uh, one of them is essentially free. I mean, hydrochloroquine is crazy and expensive. Um, rem, remdesivir is a thousand dollars a dose, which is probably why they're pushing it so hard. But um, either way, there is a cure. Um, I mean, I don't think they're calling it that, but yeah. In the clinical trials that have been done, it seems like you take it and you get better almost overnight if you take it before you're on a ventilator. Um, so that, that's huge. We're not hearing anything about that. And then the other thing is the vast majority of this is in New York. I mean, if you you look at the deaths by state, it's, I mean, it's it's a difference between the first state and the second state. Yeah. Um, which is devastating to New York. Obviously it's the biggest city in the country, but I just, I just wonder if it wouldn't make sense to do what other countries have done and some of our states have done. To just say, okay, we already have thirty percent of the population going to work anyway. You know, health healthcare workers, restaurant workers, food yeah. service work. I mean, most people are still going to work. I got coffee at Augie's this morning. You know, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we already have thirty percent of the population going to work anyway. We have two treatments for this. Um, this isn't really that concerning in most states. Um, let's just keep high risk people at home. Let's self-quarantine people with symptoms, and let's go back to work. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. 
Um, of course, you know, as soon as there's a 1% increase anywhere. It's got to be on the news. Exactly. So that could go on forever, man. It could it could be six months from now and people are so afraid to be the governor who made the call, you know? Yeah. So I'm not very optimistic that things will go back to normal very soon, but I could see August, um, September maybe kind of be in the low. Question is, is when are we going to have our big music festivals back? Oh, yes, seriously. No. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of people who kind of think never. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't. I'd rather. I I don't want to. I don't want to be in a large crowd anymore. And I was never a big fan of that, anyways. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. I would never want to go to a concert anyway. But yeah, it's it'll make you think twice about it. And like the other day, I was looking at my son with a mask on when we were in the hospital, and that was really weird. I didn't like it at all, and it was something that. I don't know if if it's gonna change life forever or anything like that, but it was it was really weird. I I hope it doesn't. I don't think it should, really. I mean, but I think there's definitely a chance it will. Um, fear is a pretty pretty powerful thing, man. Um, especially when you have symbols of of it, like masks and yeah, people not wanting to let you hold the door open for them and stuff it's (laughs) it's pretty it's pretty man it's got it had a huge psychological effect on people um which is pretty i mean i don't know how many deaths are in california but it's it's pretty mild and most of those people had advanced emphysema Um, yeah so it doesn't seem like we should be as terrified as we are but then that i mean you say that and then it's like hey well don't you care about your community and it's like well of course but um I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of people losing their jobs right now too because of our reaction to this. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, what if you had to if you had to call a craziness is over month? What do you think is going to be? Oh man! Like where it's not the only topic of conversation on TV and people are working again and. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go for August, and August. and let me give I you my I think let me that. give you let me give you my rationale is because I'm going off what you said earlier about it being hot. It'll be hot in August, really hot. Seriously, and more especially coronavirus. Where, especially where we live, there's there's going to be no coronavirus here. Nope. Um, and so it'll be hot, and we have an election coming up, and I think that will slowly take over the news here. Um, oh, Blaine, that. You just hit it on the head. It's 100% about what makes sense for ratings. Because this has been great for, oh. for the news. Yeah. The, I, I never watched the news. I started watching the news again because of all this. Because I want to see what's going on, you know? Yeah. But you're right. I think in August, like you said, people are going to be kind of over it. Because number one, it'll probably That's be a good point, yeah. Severe. And then number two, the news is going to say, "Hey, this is where this is normally where we make our money. We're not going to skip election coverage, you know." Yeah, no, uh, especially since could, it's Trump, you know. So I open up another channel, dude. You you nailed it. The question is, do we short until August, or uh, do we just go as long as possible in August? Ah, uh, do you think but, it's a bull trap right now? I guess is what I'm asking. I I do think it's a bull trap. 
um just because i mean i guess i don't know man it's really hard to say but like i it would not shock me right you'll never underestimate the ability for markets to be irrational right but but then you have but then you also have these sayings that you know i hear um since i started you know doing what i do and and it's it's one is you don't fight the fed and the other is wall street climbs a wall of worry and those those are and every time and so it's like you have those two sayings that you know i've learned over the past wow made for this yeah and and so it's like okay so that gives you optimism and confidence and but then you have 30 percent earnings decline you know from from this quarter last year and it's like that's horrible um you know and so so like my my textbook brain that i got in college is saying this is bad and then my um i don't know i guess my real world brain says i don't figure it out you know and and it'll be fine and so it's just a really weird time one thing i've been amazed by since i've been paying a little bit more attention to world events and stuff is our ability to forget something like yeah, we're good as at a it. people like as a nation or the world, we, we can seriously just forget about something that was all we could talk and think about. Now, this seems a little bit more extreme, you know. I mean, well, this, is, this is September 11th level where this will kind yeah. of last in our memory for a long time. But even September 11th, I mean, that's a distant memory for most people, you yep. know, unless, unless they're intimately involved or lived in New York or something. Um, I mean, that was... 19 years ago though so yeah but uh man that's crazy i'm just worried i've got a house for sale in ohio and nobody will come look at it because that's that was the other thing and i have a realtor friend that i wanted to ask but but i would assume the market is just dried up you know it's it's weird because prices haven't changed at all but i believe in most areas inventory is pretty high which is kind of a leading indicator but um yeah, I mean, I sold I sold a house in, like, February, so I got lucky. I sold it before this kind of stuff got crazy. And then I had this other house for sale in Ohio that was in escrow, and the guy dropped out because he lost his job due to coronavirus. Yeah, so, you're now a statistic. Exactly. So that's that's got to have an effect, I mean, obviously. So I, I wonder if that, maybe that's the second shoe to drop is real estate. Well, there was initially when this happened, there was reports of international um, buyers of of U.S. real estate just vaporizing, just gone. Majority of them are Chinese. This was in January, and and that's that's um, commercial real estate and and very expensive residential real real estate, and that was kind of you know a supply of cash to to our real estate market that just vanished overnight. Um, I would imagine though that will kick up now, um, maybe um, now that they're kind of on the back nine of this. Um, but two, then thinking about the future of work, you know, are there going to be are there going to be, you know, how you go into a building and there's like the fire marshal says there can be 55 people in here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're talking about. I just I don't mean to interrupt you, but you know, if restaurants are designed to service a certain number of people and restrictions are placed on that, then their potential earnings are going to 
you know, yeah. really affected. I don't and, know if that's where and, you were going, but yeah, yeah absolutely. You got an office building that can right now house 200 people, but you know, after this, it's going to house 75 and, and it's like, well, but you still got the same rent, you know, or I would just want to see evidence that those measures are effective. I just don't understand. I mean, why we're making decisions just everybody heard six feet and run with it seriously it's just an appeal to authority which i mean is better than nothing but let's study let's do some studies about transmissibility i mean you can't because you can't expose someone to coronavirus obviously but it just seems like let's look at different maybe municipalities that had different yeah different codes that are similar you know types of cities like um, I know Arkansas is one. There's a few states that, that haven't shut down. Um, I listened to an interview by the governor, and he made it sound like, hey, look at our numbers. They're good. But then I hear other, I read other headlines that say not good, dev- devastating what the governor did. So you never yeah. know. I'd have to actually read it. But, I mean, man, do you see that happening? Do you see, do you see hey, we can only have 10 people in this restaurant at a time? I, I hope not. That's, that's I think, I think the, the take – the takeout or, or having a gig economy, you know, deliver it to you is obviously going to increase. Um, I would, I just, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't really see how that's significantly safer. I, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like if, like if we have somebody that goes and gets our groceries for us from Instacart, they're still getting the groceries to all the other people doing the same thing and then bringing it back to your house yeah so it's just like just because i don't see it i'm not there i don't have to go through the stress of that makes me feel like my box of cereal is safer when i know it's not you know and it's like they're they're touching everything you know and so i'm i'm talking very tough like i don't you know not that i don't think this is a big deal i do i'm talking like oh you know we just need to go back to normal but when my when Olivia, my wife, is like, hey, do you uh, want to come with me to the grocery store? Nope. I'm like, oh, no, you go, <laughs> you go ahead, honey. But I'm still exposed the same, whether I yeah. go or not, because she went, you know. Um, but it's just, it's psychological. It's the same it with is. masks. It's the same with, yeah. it's the same with all that stuff. I mean, the, the, N- the N95 masks are helpful, but, but it's mostly to protect others. You're, you're not necessarily protecting yourself a ton that's what i did i did read um, an article not scientific but an article about why there's so much conflicting information and and the issue partially is half the people don't wear them right or they touch them where they shouldn't touch them afterwards (laughs) don't get me started on gloves oh my god i know and so so that's half the the problem, right? Is half the people don't wear them, right? And I I literally saw somebody walking out with the you know the little metal strip that you use to bend around your nose. It was upside down. It was no, it was on the side. Oh my god. And and I was like, really? I was like, all right, you know, good for you. Um, and and so I, that was that. And then the other part of that article was talking about how um, it, you know, there's no like evidence that it's a very effective way like like they did they showed people that had the mask on and they got the infection through their eye you know and it's like the the, yeah. the so it's like you're gonna wear you're gonna wear a face shield no but at the same time i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna wear one whenever i go out yep. just just because like i'm i don't care like I, i'm 
Do you know why the main reason I why I'm wearing one? I don't want to be shamed by some woman at the store for not wearing one, so that's why I wear one. Yeah, <laughs> and it, well, at first it was really weird to be the only one wearing it because then you're like, then you're like the paranoid oh, germaphobe. Yeah. I totally waited until other like I saw other people doing it. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I'll wear it. Now I'm seeing the people with you know like the the detachable filters, the two on the mask. Those are is a watch out. Um, oh boy, man, this is, so, this is an interesting time to be alive. Oh my god. So, so you asked me uh, like 15 minutes ago what did I what I want to talk about with the earnings and the the tale of two markets, if you will. Okay. Um, what was yours? Um, I mean, just I not, nothing, nothing. I was leaving it up to you to carry the show, my friend. I okay, was, good. I was, good. I was just, I just wanted to mention that seven to eight month thing. Um, that's. Uh, I, I want to look at that more because this was just like a 20 minute yeah. thing. So I, I want to see, you know, is there a consistent pattern? I'd also be interested to see, is there a consistent day of the week where the market goes up versus down? <laughs> and I know that's so silly. That's such like a, a silly thing to do, but man, I've been looking Tuesdays. Tuesdays a day. That's like, that's when all the promotions are. Cause every, nobody goes and buys anything on Tuesdays. Tuesdays the day, Mondays, not the day. The futures are always down over the weekends. They're down right now. I just looked. And uh, so Monday takes a little pain, and then it's up the rest of the week. But Tuesday is usually a big day. Um, we could we could do something with this. Yeah, I can I, I can run a strategy. Seriously? Okay, let's let's do it, man. But is but then you do it, and then all of a sudden it backfires. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll it'll take ten years to to normalize the data to work. We're we're about yeah, and this that won't it won't be going on for that long. So we're about forty five minutes in, and there's two things we need to talk about still. All right. Number one is that terrifying grizzly bear attack in your front yard. My poor trash can lid. <laughs> I'm watching that video. I'm like, what the hell did Blaine send me? And I'm like, oh, it's it's a grit. It's a bear. It's a brown bear going through somebody's trash can. And I'm like, is that Blaine's house? <laughs> Dude. So. You know, my favorite part about that is the response that your house performed to that attack. The, that grizzly bear pawed off that trash can lid and lights came on. Dogs started barking. Cameras started recording. Years, right, years right. of training. And so, so that is, I'm glad my house responded well, but I did not. So, so earlier in the day, this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened, but it, we use ring obviously. And and my phone just all of a sudden wigged out when I opened up Ring. It like I thought it was gonna explode my phone. Like the the app just did not was not doing well. And this was like in the middle of the day. And so I didn't even think anything of it. Like whatever. And I I didn't even like log back in or anything. Didn't fix it. And then it's 11:30 at night and kids are crying. It was not a good time for a bear to step on the property. Um. That was it, a large bear. So yeah, I got I got more I got more detail about it from the neighbors. So, um, so we hear something up there, and the dogs go nuts, and they bark all the time. But this was this was different, and and I saw from like down where our living room is, I can see the spotlight come on, and it's like, and I it was they're barking forever. I was like, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go up there and oh, see gosh. what's going on, and. Kelly was like, "No, you're not, you idiot." The it, the, the better half, the smarter yeah. one. And I was like, I was like, that's probably a good idea to not go up there. And 
so finally I, I we had to reset my password to the ring app and everything and i pulled up and then we saw that video and it's like holy moly and so i looked at the 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 comments because so a neighbor down the road got the same notification at like three in the morning so the next day i'm looking through the comments and his name is depending on who you ask ralph bob or the beast oh so he's a known bear he is a known bear and he's 650 pounds Man, when are you getting out of that crazy wilderness you live in? Dude, so, well, the funny thing is, is that that was on, like, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday night. And you can tell it's the beginning of spring because normally the bears only come around on trash night because they know there's food in the trash. Mm. And this this was, that like, he that's why he popped open the lid, saw there was nothing in there, and then the dogs barked and the lights turned on and all that stuff. And so... So he's off. So it was a it was this first, uh, first uh, pass at the house, I guess, from hibernation. So that's that's nice of them to be consistent. They are. So it's trash night tonight, and so I'm excited. I guess there's not a lot of night joggers up there, huh? No, no, not at all. <laughs> and like there was one night we were driving home on a Sunday night, and it was like it was like ten or eleven o'clock at night, and I was like, "We're coming from a concert or something," and I was like, "Watch, we'll see a bear," you know, on our drive home. And sure enough, there was they just do their rounds, man. And oh my gosh, so. I um I have I haven't ran in forever, obviously, but if if I do, I have to have headphones, you know. Oh, that's a, that's a that's your biggest weakness. Oh my gosh, a few months ago I went running, more than that, six months ago, I don't know. And I had headphones in, and man, like every few seconds, I'm like spinning around because I thought I heard something because you can't hear anything, you know? Nope. Yeah. You feel so vulnerable, especially up in the hills up here. There's no street lights on a lot of streets and stuff. Man, if like I like running with a hood on. Yeah. If I was up in your area running with headphones in, I'd be. <laughs> nope. Kelly runs with headphones on. She's nuts. Oh and... my gosh. Um, what was the other thing? Stock picks. Oh boy. I know. I'm not I'm not feeling strongly after my beating last week. Question. Yeah. Time frame. Is that is that part of the pick? It well, so for me for me I'm actually buying them. So if I sell them then I would like let you know what I sold it for, what I bought it for, and we could kind of record the gain. Okay. For you, um, if you decide not to do that, then you I think would just need to announce that you're selling. selling. Okay. Um, you know, so you just, you, we record the price you pay and then the price you sell. Okay. All right. And I think you wanted to talk about your spreadsheet too, but if we're out of time, no worries. The spreadsheet's highly complicated to talk about. Okay. We'll just do picks then. Yeah. It's, there's an incredible amount of referenced formulas that go out. It's, it's just, you'll have to see it to believe it. I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, so going back to stock picks, um, I think this is, this is a purely, um, Vegas type bet that I don't recommend anyone to follow. Oh, sorry. Yes. Disclaimer. If you take any of our advice, you will lose all of your money. And you're an idiot. Your wife will leave you. Your children will disown you. And yes, like Blake said, <laughs> you're an idiot. So do not take any advice. It is not personal financial advice of any kind. All right. Now what should I buy? Um, it's it's the opposite. 
and I'm going to do this ahead. And I think I'm going to be wrong, but <laughs> but if I think I'm wrong, then it'll probably work. Um, I'm going to short the S and P on Monday. Shut your mouth. And are you sell are it? Are you really going to do it? I don't. I, I don't think so. Ah, Damn. but I might. I'll think about it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna short it theoretically on Monday and and buy it or sell it on Friday. Friday at close. So I'm I'm doing ahead of the time prediction. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this, but I'm gonna bring it up anyway. Um, the idea of buying both a long and short position right now because it's so volatile. No, I think that I think that's the only time where it makes sense as long as you don't intend on holding them long term. I guess the thing that could happen is you could make a little money on one, get excited, sell it, and then it just continues to drive in that direction, you know? Yeah. Um, So there is obviously still some risk there, but okay. Well, hey, you got to let me know if you're going to do that because I, uh, that's interesting. So, so. Purely, purely for earning season. So the price will be whatever the market, whatever it opens for tomorrow? That's my, that's my sell price technically. Oh right, shorts, shorts. That that's like uh, thinking about the meaning of life. I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, um, it's it's weird, but I basically Monday I'm gonna buy it, and Friday I bet it's gonna be lower, okay. just because of how bad I think earnings season might be. So it's a um, one week, it's a one week thing. It's a one week thing, and and the other the the unfortunate thing is I think the news is gonna be covered by, um, by like how Netflix does, and then how the economy is reopening. And so I think I've got a lot of headwinds, but that's my... Ooh, it could go either way. That's interesting. Yeah. That's what I think there's going to be data that comes out that people are going to ignore, and then they're going to listen to the news and the market's going to go up. I wonder if you're one week early, but you could be spot on. This is the bulk of earnings season. And so that's that's my that's my theory. Oh, man, you brought, you brought the heat tonight. I don't have anything. I should have gone first. Um... Okay, so I am going to wake up a little early tomorrow, see what's going on with the pre-market, and I am either going to double down out of pride and buy more USO. <laughs> okay, I actually have a question about that. So oil is down to $15 a barrel. Oh my gosh. I'm not going to make the same argument about, about how much cheaper can it be, because you know, a dollar stock can go to 50 cents. Can I stop you? And I did, I did briefly read an article about how oil prices could go negative. So go figure. Um, but continue what you're saying. Oh my, how it, it takes a lot of effort to but produce. You got, you got, um, so there was a story I read about, there's a brewery up Hold in on Portland. No, I have to interrupt you. So you're okay. telling me I go to a 76 station. I say, okay, let's do 20 gallons, and it spits out at 80. Here you go. Here's 80 bucks. No. So so they're running out of capacity. Right. Got it. And and there's there's a, literally an oversupply. So the the analogy is there was a brewery up in Portland that the beer they had in their tanks was spoiling because there's no buyers for massive quantities of beer right now. And so they literally had to pay money to go dispose of their beer. And so at that point, I would, I would offer um, consumers a beer. I would pay them $5 to take a keg for me if it would save me $10. 
So who is the hypothetical producer or drinker of beer? Is it is it nations and their and their reserves? Yeah, I mean it's it's there's because it's not it's not consumers obviously. So no, would, it's not. It's it's refiners. Know, refiners would say, hey, well, instead of us having some environmental crisis trying to figure out how to bury this oil somewhere, we'll we'll give you some money to store it. Yeah, essentially, yeah, and so or so just, that's or just make like crazy futures contracts or something. Take it now and store it, and I don't, I don't, never mind. I it's don't know. really weird, but but yeah, I mean that's so. So I cut you off, and that was like two minutes ago. So no, I'm glad you did because you may have just stopped a runaway train. I, it's it's the whole idea of catching a falling knife. It's just like it keeps going lower, and you want to get it cheap. Here's the thing, it was. USO was over, you know, it was like 120 at one point. I don't see it getting back to that for a very long time. Very long time. A decade. But I wonder if a year from now I will, will regret locking in a $15 a barrel oil price. So if it's a year play, I don't think there's any harm in maybe waiting another week. So that's that's the hesitancy I have right now is do I just wait a little bit and see what happens? It could go to 10, you know? Um, so I don't know. I'll see. I'm going to look. But here's my question about that. So oil price, 15 bucks a barrel. How long do you think it takes for actual oil price to be figured into the price of that ETF? Do you think it's immediate? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, immediate within, I mean... A trading session or whatever. Probably. I mean, that there's. I mean, you could look at it, but I did look at USO versus another one. There's another one that's similar to, and it, they're identical. And oh, did you see Gush is that was renamed? It's now a two X, Oil Explorers ETF. What? Yeah. No, I, I didn't. Think, I don't. I don't think they have the ability to make it a three X anymore because the future contracts are so. Whatever wow. They are. You know what I mean. Um, okay, so that was one. The other one is I'm looking at VIX. I'm looking at the VIX. Let's talk VIX for our last couple minutes. Okay. So my this is basically your play. You're shorting the market. That is a long a long VIX is you thinking the market's going to become more tumultuous, right? So correct, but my I have a fundamental misunderstanding of of the VIX. Um, and I, I need to look into this, but from what I obviously it's a volatility index, right? Yep. From what I've seen, it's just an inverse of the S and P five hundred. Basically, yes. That those aren't the same thing. I know. <laughs> that, that that's what kind of makes me scratch my head. I think a better it, it is called a volatility index. That's what it stands for. But I think a yeah. better understanding, I, and I don't get it, so I'm not. So I'm the last person who should be telling you what it is, but I I think it is more of a fear index. When people think the market is going to go lower, VIX is high. And people tend to think the market is going to go lower as it's falling. Yes. So, so it kind of functions like a short of the S&P 500. So maybe I should have short the S&P 500. <laughs> but, but it's 50% of what it was in March. But it could continue. I mean, it just—it's just like your the short idea. It just—it all depends on sentiment. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna wake up early, see what's moving where, and probably. I'll, so I'll text, are you I'll gonna text you for what, the record yeah. though? So you're not gonna make. You're not gonna commit. You're gonna well, do. It. I'm gonna tell you whatever I end up buying. So um, I'll 
I'll I can commit to something now, but it might change. So we'll have to update it on the. So screen. you're not going to commit, okay? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going to wake up. I'll put some limit orders in, and I'll see what happens. All right. Okay. All I'm right. Gonna say, I'm going to say, if um, yeah, the thing is, I'm not really happy about either of these ideas. I will do. Here's what I will do for you. I will do a. How much is a share of the short S and P five hundred? You know, no, but I'm looking. It's not like eight hundred dollars or something, like thousand, like Amazon. It is sixteen. Oh, geez, okay, yeah, I'll do some of that. Okay. You could always do fractional shares for the uh, for the for the spreadsheet, but. Uh, oh, okay. I uh, I liked it. I like us being in alignment. I was stressed out last week looking at our picks. We both lost, so in you a sense we were less. united. You lost less, so that makes you the winner. It My was... J.P. Morgan pick, so you know, is a year or so is is my plan for that one. Yeah, I think that's a good pick, and I actually I've been buying some J.P. Morgan when it get. I think my weighted price is like ninety, so if it's it good every time it gets down around ninety, I try to buy some. So that's good. <clears throat> All right, man. Any closing thoughts? No, no, they're not. They're both. They're both awake. I I know one of them's awake for sure. They sleep right now is something we're working on. They I don't have, go. I have a mental image of Kelly leaning in the door frame, looking at you, tapping her foot. Um, because it's your turn. <laughs> that's pretty. Actually, no. Actually, my 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 nighttime shift is right now. She just woke up. So I, I sleep from now until like 4 or 5 a.m. And then I take over and then she goes to bed from 4 or 5 a.m. till 9, 8.30. You have to be awake that whole time? They don't they don't sleep? No, they, they so they, well, there's two of them. And so they, like one will fall asleep and then the other will wake up. Usually they're not synced. And so, and it takes like 45 minutes to change them and feed them and get them back to sleep. And then by that time, you get another 45 minutes where they're both asleep, and then the other one wakes up. And so it's like this its like this revolving door of diapers <laughs> and bottles. That's going to be the title. Sanitizer. That's the, t- uh, the, the title of your book. <laughs> yeah, my life. Hey, it doesn't necessarily get better when, say, potty train, because then now instead of a nice, convenient diaper filled with disgusting baby poop, you now have to, like, rinse out a bowl. Out of, their oh. training, out of their training potty. I didn't think about the in-between phase. It's almost worse, man, but anyway. All right, well, it looks like we are both being pessimists this week. We will be betting on the market to crash. <laughs> Not very American. I will be buying, I will be investing heavily at least $16. <laughs> Get plus, plus trading fees. Maybe 160 or something. I don't know. We'll see. Hey, man, uh, it was good talking to you. Talk to you next week. Over and out.